Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. Baylor wins one and Baylor loses one. The no call that turned the sports world upside down. Plus, who starts at quarterback for the 49ers week one? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. For the first time in 71 years, the Baylor Bears are headed to the Final Four. They took care of Arkansas 81-72 in a Southwest Conference rematch, a throwback, and it is only fitting that they will take on the two-seed Houston in the Final Four. Joining me now, Garrett Ross from Locked On Baylor. And Garrett, what was the key here in a game where you have two teams who want to get up and down, who want to shoot a lot of threes? Baylor was able to really impose their will on this game from the start. I think it's all defensively. When you look at Baylor, they have hands down the best defense across the board, in my opinion. Uh, When you have players like Davion Mitchell who could take your best player and just eliminate him, I mean, they call him Mr. One Night. I mean, you know, he's not going to have a bad (laughs) night. You have Jared Butler who can do the same. I mean, their defensive scheme, and it's just across the board. It's it's guys off the bench like you saw tonight, whether it's Matthew Meyer having to step up, Adam Flagler when Davion got in trouble. The defensive pressure from Baylor separates them from most teams in the nation. And it isn't just the defense. They they shot almost 41% from three over the course of the season. The three-point shooting came came to bear in this game as well. It, it seems like with the athletes that they have and the way that they can get under you defensively, and then you you pair that, usually really good defensive teams, they want to play games in the 50s, in the 60s. But this Baylor team can shoot it. They, they have multiple guys who can create as well. This is a pretty unique team. We generally don't see teams that can do this many things at such a high level. No, you really don't. I think that's what really makes this team unique is when you look at their core group of guards, I mean, they would be your main, they would be your number ones on most team across the board. And what makes this team special is they, they're selfless, right? They're going to take, they're going to, it's team oriented first. And that's what really creates, they feed off of that. So you see tonight, Maceo has the hot hand. So instead of going away from that, they continue to ride with Maceo. And when he's having a bad night, or, or Mark Vidal, for instance, Mark Vidal has a bad night. He gets in foul trouble. You see Jonathan Chomachachua step up. They feed off of that, and it's just a unique chemistry that they have. And when you look at that talent, that's something you're not going to see across the board for most teams in the nation. There are only going to be four teams left here. It seems like this Baylor team can play with anyone if they are able, ultimately, to hoist the trophy at the end what one thing is going to get them there i think it's just overall team play you got to see you got to have consistency coming off the bench baylor is is at their best when they're getting consistent play from everybody you saw that tonight you saw matthew meyer come off the bench and be successful you had all these guys that's what makes baylor different from a lot of the teams is they don't technically have five starters they have guys that they have like eight starters right so uh, that's really what's going to separate them down the stretch but they're going to have to be disciplined you saw tonight where they struggled uh with foul trouble you had Davion Mitchell miss most of the first half because of foul trouble Mark Vidal's in the Mm -hmm. same situation he has that dynamic dunk and you know what 30 seconds later he's out of the game you know because of uh, they got to be more disciplined 
Uh, and I think if they can do that, then their depth will lead them to a national championship. Coming up, the no-call that turned the sports world upside down. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means they will give you money just for putting money in your account. It couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball. Baseball is going to be here before you know it. Hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on. And when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Buying car parts can be a major hassle, especially right now when you don't want to go into the store. And even if you do go into the store, you have to deal with someone behind the counter who is going to have to go look up the parts in their warehouse on their computer. You have a computer. You have a smartphone. You have the internet. You can go to rockauto.com and do it yourself. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got a unique and remarkably easy-to-navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. While Houston was up by 17 points, everyone tuned in to the end of Baylor-UConn in the women's Elite Eight. By the time everyone turned back to that game, it was tied 55-55. Then Houston's Quentin Grimes hits a three-pointer and the Cougars hold off Oregon State 67-61 on Monday night in the men's NCAA tournament, reaching the Final Four for the first time in 37 years. Yet they didn't even break the longest Final Four drought in their own side of the bracket. That honor goes to Baylor. Kyrie Irving returned for the Nets last night, and they needed him to beat the Timberwolves. Here's Locked On Nets host Adam Armbrecht. The Minnesota Timberwolves are coming to town. <laughs> and ultimately, not as laughable as you might have thought coming in, but the Brooklyn Nets get the W over the Timberwolves at home. It's Kyrie Irving early, it's James Harden late, and everything in between is sample sizes of the versatility of a lot of these pieces on the roster from Bruce Brown to Nicholas Claxton. Blake Griffin doubles down showing you how he can get utilized inside of this system as well. And really, this is what we keep coming back to. Teams, a young team like the Timberwolves, are going to test the Nets. They're not going to go away in these games. And even though it got closer than you wanted it to. The Milwaukee Bucks may have been looking past the Paul George-less LA Clippers on Monday night. What's up everyone? Kane Pittman here from Locked On Bucks as Milwaukee kick off their West Coast road trip by getting blown out 
by the LA Clippers. This has to go down as one of the most disappointing losses for the season for the Bucs. They get the Clippers without Paul George. They're leading by double digits to start this game early in the first half. And then they really just capitulate. Offensively, they weren't able to get anything going. You get 32 from Giannis, 24 from Holiday, but that's it. And then defensively, they just couldn't stop anything at the point of attack. Dribble penetration became a huge concern for Milwaukee. Terrence Mann and also Reggie Jackson had a big influence on this game in the third quarter when the game was still in the balance. So overall, if you're a Milwaukee team hoping to get into the first seed or the second seed and give yourself an easier path through the postseason, these are the games you just absolutely have to get. The Bucs have now lost three straight. They'll get the Lakers in a couple of days and the perfect opportunity to hopefully bounce back. But the pressure's on. The Bucs have to figure it out. They're on the road for a long stretch here, and this is not the start they were after. Three new lawsuits accusing Deshaun Watson of sexual assault and inappropriate conduct were filed Sunday night, including one that claims the Houston Texans quarterback is deleting Instagram messages and contacting the women. All three lawsuits accuse Watson of sexually assaulting women during massage sessions by purposely touching them. Watson's attorney, Rusty Harden, said Monday in a statement that Watson has not deleted any Instagram messages over the last two weeks and categorically denied that his clients contacted any of the women. The three new suits bring a total of 19. Here is another story you need to know. What did you see when Dijanae drove the ball from where you were standing? What did you see? I was surprised they didn't call a foul. Then write it like that. You don't need a quote from me. I've got steel shots and video from two angles. One kid hits her in the face and one kid hits her on the elbow. The UConn women are heading to the Final Four, a record 13 consecutive Final Four appearances. They take down Baylor in a thriller, 69-67. Joining me now from Locked On Women's Basketball, Erica Ayala and Erica. This was a game of runs for both teams. Baylor had a nine-point lead when they lost the heart and soul of their team, Dee Richards, to an injury. UConn goes on a 19-0 run, and it still took a couple calls at the end of the game to decide this one. It is hard for me to feel like the right team is going to the Final Four here. What, are, what is your feeling on it? Wow, <laughs> what a game. I mean, even if you look at the box score, it's it's even throughout. UConn wins the first frame 26-24. Baylor wins the second frame 15-11. They're knotted up in the third 16 apiece. And then 16-12, UConn takes the final frame. But it's really tough without question. Um, and, and putting aside the controversy that I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit, Without question, the turning point of this game is Dee Dee Richards going down with an injury. It took a pair of missed free throws for UConn uh, to give Baylor one last shot. And then uh, with under 20 seconds left, they have seemingly no plan. And uh, you get a force from Dijanae Carrington over two Huskies defenders. It probably was a foul. What did you make of that last sequence there? There was, there was a lot going on. There was definitely a lot going on. It was not, um, you knew that with, with, you know, like you said, 16 or so seconds, that they had time and they were going to want to shoot and really make their move around the eight second mark, which is what they did 
Unfortunately, they didn't have enough motion. There weren't enough screens. And UConn did a very good job of keeping two defenders on the ball. And so that eliminated a lot of opportunities. Uh, you know, you don't have one of your your quicker players on the ball to make that sharp cut, maybe draw a foul um, going hard to the basket. But that said, even though it wasn't the greatest execution by Baylor, absolutely looked like there was a foul uh, to be called there down the stretch. Baylor did not get that final call. It looked like Aaliyah Edwards did indeed lean in, and that foul goes uncalled. Baylor has to then foul on on their end to stop the clock with 0.8 seconds to go in the game. It just seemed like Baylor's ex- execution at the end of the game really, really ultimately was what cost them this game. If we set aside the D.D. Richards injury part, because because that's a whole other thing that you could make the case, certainly that Baylor wins this game if if she just plays the, the full game. Yes, you could definitely make that case. And I, I still think they're related. It's really tough for me to even yeah. um, eliminate D.D. Richards from the lack of focus. And you could even see when D.D. Richards... Um, subbed out of the game for the last time you see her along the baseline and you know i think they they are separating the benches you know because of covid but she decided to be baseline and was very active and and stood up the whole time that's how important having her voice even just in the game is to this Baylor team, but they were rattled that 19 and 0 run mistakes down the wire, just not being able to get the ball down into the post. You saw Baylor early in the game, able to um, from the post feed out to um, the perimeter, get some deep shots. They couldn't get anything offensively going. They just looked like they were missing a piece. And that piece was Didi. And this is particularly gutting for a player like Richards and her journey, someone coming off a spinal cord injury uh, last year. And and this was the senior's chance at a final four and potentially a national championship. Unfortunately, she will not get that opportunity. Who starts at quarterback for the 49ers in week one? The cue of the day is next. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, the best tasting protein bar ever. You know all about it because I won't stop talking about it. And that's because they're delicious, not just because they're paying me to say that. They're legitimately delicious. And it is so funny every time that I get a note from someone, hey, I bought these, it is always positive. Hey, you didn't you didn't steer me wrong. These things are just as good as you said. Oh my God, I can't believe these. Hey, my girlfriend stole these. My wife can't stop eating them. My boyfriend loves that. Whatever it is, you guys are in on the Built Bars. So help us pick a favorite. Help us pick the best Built Bar with Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. And it's a good one. It's all good. The, these matchups get harder every time. It's it's not like the Sweet 16 where when there's upsets, you might get a bad game. No, these matchups are all tough from here on out. If you want to have your voice be heard on this, you can hit us up at built underscore bar or go to builtbar.com and let us know what you think. Plus, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. 
The San Francisco 49ers shook up the NFL landscape by making a monster move from 12 up to three, giving up a trio of first round picks in the process. Joining me now, Brian Peacock from Locked On 49ers and the Peacock and Williamson Show. And Brian, there have been some speculation about what this means for the future of Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers, for their part, say, look, Jimmy is our guy at least this year. But you don't trade up to three and give up the draft capital that they gave up without having a guy in mind there to be the future of this team. So who is the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers in 2021 come week one. I really think it's Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think the 49ers do know who they like at number three. You're not going to throw that kind of monumentous trade assets at a team unless you go up to number three knowing exactly who you're going to get. And you know who's going one and two, and you're okay with number three. Now, I think they're doing due diligence, and they're going to talk to the other quarterbacks, and they're going to watch them throw, and they're going to do what they have to do. But I think they're... I think they they knew weeks ago. Reports say that they were calling teams a few weeks ago and they called everybody between 1 and 12, essentially, and were trying to get, gauge interest. And I think that was probably some of them talking to the Carolina Panthers. There were the reports about them talking about Teddy Bridgewater. They weren't bringing in Teddy Bridgewater. They have no interest in Teddy Bridgewater. But they're trying to see who wants a quarterback, what's it going to cost to move around in the draft, and just getting on their ducks in a row. And in the end, they decided, look, let's just throw it all out there and go all the way up to number three because that's as high as they were going to be able to to get, but they were making these calls and they had to know weeks in advance that they were willing to do something like this. And if they were, then why not trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the New England Patriots when they had the opportunity when the Patriots came calling before they resigned Cam Newton? So that tells me the 49ers probably know who they like at number three. And that player is probably one that they don't expect to be quite ready for week one, which would be a match with Jimmy Garoppolo, which tells me it's probably one of Trey Lance or Justin Fields. It does seem like silly season started early in all this, right? Because immediately the speculation started. Is it Justin Fields? He has a pre-existing relationship with Kyle Shanahan. Is it Trey Lance who might have the most upside of any quarterback in this draft, not named Trevor Lawrence? Or is it Mac Jones who before this trade up was widely linked to the 49ers because of this perceived fit in the Shanahan offense? Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network um, went on the athletic football show and said people around the league think this move up was for Mac Jones. So if we are going to say Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter week one, and this is a bridge quarterback situation, we still agree they're going to take a quarterback at three. So who makes the most sense and who do you think it's going to be? Are they are those two the same player? It's, it's interesting because I don't think... The national media are wrong. This is not a move to go get Kirk Cousins plus. You don't give up extra first round draft picks to go get Kirk Cousins plus in Mac Jones at number three. You do it because you're getting a guy that has ridiculous talent and we'll see it at Tuesday's Pro Day at Ohio State with the throws that Justin Fields makes. Trey Lance, I like a lot. Made sense at 12 or after a mild trade up. One year of production at the one double A level. He hasn't, you know, you're looking at 2019 film and Zoom calls. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch weren't at the pro day there. You're going to draft a player and trade all of that for Trey Lance. That is a lot. That, that is hard for me to believe that they gave up that much for someone with such an incomplete picture as a prospect, as much talent as Trey Lance has. So to me, it points toward Justin Fields. 
And finally, without being asked about COVID-19 protocols or how a positive test could affect the women's Final Four, Baylor head coach Kim Mulkey offered this statement after their loss on Monday night. You know, and I want to say this to all of you. I don't think my words will matter, but after the games today and tomorrow, there's four teams left, I think, on the men's side and the women's side. They need to dump the COVID testing. Wouldn't it be a shame to keep COVID testing and then you've got kids that end up having test positive or something and they don't get to play in the Final Four? So you need to just forget the, sh- the, the, the COVID test and let the four teams that are playing in each Final Four go battle it out. I know after a tough loss, this can feel like everything. Sports often feels like everything to us, but this is an important and a stark reminder that they aren't, in fact, everything. And at a time like this, things like health and safety are more important. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Wednesday, the MLB season is here and our Locked on hosts have plenty of bold predictions for you. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.